every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Seven minutes after seven, and to talk more in-depthly on the markets is Gary Boyson, who's a portfolio manager at Rand Swiss. Gary, you heard Arabile, I suppose, give us a bit of a summary, even uh, including the quid there. But uh, what was your assessment of yesterday's performance? Yeah, I think uh, you were discussing it a little bit earlier off air. It was all about the currency movement. We've seen an absolutely massive depreciation uh, over the week. And it's it's really, I mean, it's just lit a fire, the, the Rand hedge stock. So we've seen you know, like heavyweights, uh, the likes of Richmond, you know, trading through 100 Rand a share. We've seen, you know, the likes of Mondi, even Naspers. I mean, Naspers has been a little bit more volatile, um, but it's it's interesting to note that we've actually seen Tencent you know, pushing up uh, in the overseas markets. But, uh, you know, Naspers a little bit more subdued even in, in spite of the, the, the rally that we've seen in the, well, at least the, the, the depreciation we've seen in the currencies. So um, we've seen that discount in, uh, you know, the, the, some of the parts discount in Naspers actually expanding to about 57%, which is the largest we've seen in a, in a long time. Um, yesterday, yeah, so the, the rand kind of steadily weakened over the day and it did seem to find its find a level at about that 14-14 level. But uh yeah, at at three uh, thirty yesterday, we actually had uh, uh, U.S. retail sales numbers come out, which missed expectations uh, quite significantly. So while we were kind of looking at the dollar dollar rand cross weakening, suddenly at about three thirty, where we thought we were getting a stabilization, we actually saw the dollar starting to weaken, and the rand and the dollar just continued to weaken in tandem against against other currencies. So it, it really it was kind of what I'm saying is even even worse than what the picture paints in in that specific cross. The fascinating thing about the U.S. retail figures, I mean, I was reading an article on the Wall Street Journal, and there was even a comment where someone says the performance was so poor that some analysts questioned the report's accuracy. It's like they were definitely not expecting it, considering that the, I suppose, the labor figures that came out last year were fairly positive. So you would assume that would drive a lot more, I suppose, money in people's hands to spend. Yes, again, it it was it was a massive miss. Uh, it was, I say it was a massive miss, but it's. Uh, I suppose you always have to co- uh, question a, a single data point. Uh, you know, especially when we've we've had just such a raft of positive uh, economic data coming out of the U.S. and everyone's looking at the the inversion of the the the, the two and the ten year yield curve and and. Trying, they, they're predicting a slowdown in, in U.S. corporate earnings, and they're predicting a, you know recessionary conditions to start to bite in the U.S. It's just the data has shown absolutely no indication of this until until the number that we got yesterday. So, uh, if I'm just pulling it up now, we've you know the the expectation was for uh, positive growth of about 0.2 percent, and they got a, a decline of 1.2 percent. So, you know when you know sure it's a, it's a swing, and it, you you expect volatility in a certain number, but uh, it was it was a big miss, and, and certainly the, the dollar, which has also just been so incredibly strong on the back of uh, you know the, the positivity that we're hearing uh, around the U.S.-China trade talks. Uh, you know the Fed, as we've discussed in, in previous shows, originally very very dovish. Some of the the commentary that we've heard out of some of the Fed officials this week, you know, tending towards the more hawkish side. That also helping to firm up the dollar and that number just just managing to yeah. break that that rally and what we look at is the dollar index which is uh, an index that uh, matches the the US dollar against uh, a basket of other international currencies and that finally just taking a bit of a breather corporate news that caught your attention yesterday uh, corporate news, yeah. I think the the Sabanya um, Sabanya numbers certainly were interesting. The again, 
I think another big surprise for, for market participants. So, so most people were expecting. Uh, I mean, they were expecting the, the headline loss. But uh, I think what shocked everyone was that that the, in, in the commentary, Sabanya is actually now expecting headline earnings of around sixty five uh, cents per share, um, and that uh, that is, I suppose, well, very different from what what uh, market estimates are. So if we, if we look at the consensus estimate, uh, people were looking for a headline loss of about seven cents per share. So yeah. just that that guidance was was very surprising. And I think that's helped to, I mean, we, we've started to see Sabania rallying, uh, at least the share price rallying, and that uh, and people getting a little bit more optimistic about the, the potential production. But then again, this is the same time that they'll be laying off uh, a lot of workers. So it makes the company more efficient, but it might make their labor negotiations a little bit more difficult if they're yeah. showing uh, very solid numbers. Did Discam surprise you as well? News out of that front? Uh, I didn't actually see the Discam news yesterday. It's not one that we're trading. That's perfectly fine. Um, they came out saying that the labor action has uh, taken a toll uh, on the company. The strike led to longer delivery lead times. And some of the commentary that I was reading uh, from analysts that follow stock like Discam, uh, Keith McLaughlin being one of them, saying that they actually did underperform even if you take the labor action um, out of the equation. And he's keen to see how it fares when the clicks numbers come out to, I suppose, compare the two. But news that dominated as well was what is happening at Woolworths with all the resignations and everybody just leaving. What do you make of the manner in which the news of everybody's departure was conveyed to the market? I think it it, it was kind of standard practice. So it was a little bit surprising just because, uh, again, uh, you know, you you look at the, the the current management of David Jones. The, you know, there's now been a resi- you know they've they've moved through John Dixon into into you know David Thomas into and now we're looking for a new CEO in that business. It it doesn't strike you know a lot of confidence as well as the the two new um, uh, two new executives we saw saw resign on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually stood, I believe, it was in November for re-election to, yeah. uh, to the board, and everyone and, and I mean. You don't then resign three months later, so it just it, it gives us the indication that something is very rotten inside that business, yeah. and something has happened. There's there's corporate politics at play behind the scenes that maybe we're not not aware of, uh, and that's certainly. And I, I think investors these days, after the likes of Steinoff, after the likes you know, of EOH, which was also in the news this this week, when there's smoke, there's generally yeah. fire. And as soon as you get these kind of early warning signs, you see uh, investors and, and traders dumping stock because they, at the moment, we just assume the worst. Yeah, I think yesterday they lost the CFO, Ashley Gardner. So mm. something really happening there. But uh, news that uh, you're going to be keeping an eye on for the rest of the day? Uh, so again, it's it's a little bit quieter in terms of economic numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think later, later in the afternoon, we're going to get um, uh, consumer sentiment numbers out of the US, which I think are, are going to certainly be interesting. Be nice. We're expecting consumer sentiment to weaken slightly, but uh, you know, we'll see how those play out. And, and again, how that's going to affect, uh, I think, the, the overall picture of the, the US economy, which is certainly the, still the driving force of, of global markets and, and our market as well. All right, that's Gary Boyson, who'll still be with us throughout the show from Rensselaer.